Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and today I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. Woo! Yeah. Are we going to mix it up? We're going to mix it up. Whoops, I sorry. I Say the thing. <laughs> Let's mix it up. All right. Hey, Whoops. good enough. We'll yep. keep it. We're going to keep that. <laughs> The celebration was well intended. <laughs> you know we're going to mix it up by now if you've been listening. That's right. You know the next words. I, I can't even control myself. We've been sitting in front of this drink for I know. Like 15 minutes. I've been excited about this since the concept for this new series came about yes. two days ago. <laughs> freedom! Yeah, freedom. Mel Gibson is just screaming <laughs> in my head. All right. Okay. What are we doing? (laughs) We are going to talk. uh, We are going to kick off, and we talked about doing this, and and just after talking about it, and kind of being inspired by actually a a conversation with a prospective client who's now a client. Yep. I said, man, this is really inspiration for a podcast episode. And after we talked about it a little bit, I go, uh oh, uh, this is going to be a series. (laughs) So we are going to talk about for the next three episodes. What does financial freedom look like at different phases in your life? We're going to talk about financial freedom in your 20s and 30s. We're going to talk about financial freedom in your 40s and 50s. And then we're going to talk about financial freedom in your 60s, 70s, and beyond. So kind of retirement. So we'll, we'll split it up like this. 20s and 30s, we're getting started out. In our 40s and 50s, we're... I don't want to say retirement red zone, but things are getting real. It's accumulation time. Right? <laughs> You're starting to think about things a little bit more seriously for that third phase, which would be ultimately retirement. So we're going to go into financial flexibility and freedom and all those different stages of life. And you know me, I'm a sucker for themes. Yep, so we we're going to we're going to theme the drinks too. What's that bottle you're holding in your hand there, Jason? This is Freedom Whiskey Co. Barrel rusted gin, and it has a bald eagle on it, which is just screaming freedom. America. <laughs> Grab your belt buckles, folks, That's and right. say it with me. America. <laughs> yep, this is freedom gin, and it's pretty, uh, I don't know, it smells great. I mean, I've been wanting to taste it here for a while, so... There's yeah. a there's kind of a cool little story on the back of that, too. Right. Yeah, um, it says... I mean, I can read it. It's pretty cool. So, to those who have served... In far off foreign lands, ooh, this is just like gather around, children. <laughs> Raise your glass to the heavens with what is that? Colossal? Is that a word? Let me see. Oh, here. <laughs> oh, oh, it's in script. Okay, yeah, that's why. Kind of calloused. Oh, calloused. Oh, geez. calloused, hardened hands. Oh. And for those who fought for freedom, never to return, we sip this gin for you, embracing the slow, warm burn. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited for when the morning sun breaks and we rise from our beds. Let us not forget the tree of liberty is watered with sweat, blood and lead until we meet again in the halls of Valhalla. This is a hundred percent veteran owned company, right? Veteran. Sometimes I, I get those two mixed up. Right. Anyway, there's uh, American flags on it, bald eagles. This is freedom. Like, I mean, it's just dumping out of it. It screams freedom. It's a really (laughs) cool label. It's a cool story. You know, I've seen their whiskey on the shelves. The gin is a whiskey barrel rested gin. So after the the distilling process, I'm not sure if it says how long they leave it sit in the whiskey barrel before they bottle it, but we can see it's colored. It's taken on some of that barrel color, not as deep as a, a whiskey. 
No, but it's, it's pretty see-through. Yeah, there's there's definitely... So let's talk about this a little bit. There's a little bit of a... Uh, there's an oakiness when you smell it, sure. right? Yep. Pop pop that cork and, and take a take a whiff on that. <laughs> you get the... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this. That just smells good. It's really interesting because with gin, you get like the flowery, botanical, like junipery well, smell yeah. for sure. Like almost like you're in a pine forest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, like a juniper bush. My grandparents had a juniper bush right. and that thing smelled really good. You could take the berries off and like smack them in your hands and kind of get that smell. Yep. I remember doing that as a kid. So that's what it reminds me of. But then you, what you, you get here that you don't get with many gins is it rests on a whiskey barrel for a little while too. So you get that cool oakiness. So... Freedom I Gen. I, I can't take it any longer. <laughs> Freedom Barrel Age Gen. What we're going to do with these three episodes is we're going to try a different drink uh, using this Freedom Gen. So this is uh, this is our mainstay for the next couple of weeks. And what we've got here today, Jason, is mm. a, well, technically a uh, barrel aged gin old fashioned. Nice. We are the old fashioned finance podcast, so That's it makes right. sense to kick it off with an old fashioned. Before we take a sip, we've got two ounces of gin. We've got a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Two dashes of orange bitters and a lemon peel. So this one's done a little bit differently yeah. than a typical old-fashioned. I hope this lemon peel doesn't ruin this drink. Oh, you don't like lemon very yeah. much, do you? Yeah. Well, luckily, it's just the smell, which I think is delightful. Let's take a sip. Oh, wait. Cheers. Woo! That's really good. Ooh. That is really, really interesting. Well, gin just, it's like, it just like transforms me to summer. Yeah. And we've got again, the windows like, open in the studio I here know, today. Exactly. So like. Man, that is really good. I'm a fan of gin. You know I'm a fan yes. of gin yeah. and this also whiskey. Not, this is not as like florally pine forest. I I think that oakiness kind of brought it, it down there. A there's bit. there's a there's a balance there for sure. This is really interesting because I agree with wow. you in the in the summertime I I like gin. It's crisp, it's refreshing. But you you know, you got kind of that little bit of that whiskey-ish presence there. And then you got old-fashioned ingredients, which sugar, orange, orange. <laughs> uh, lemon peel. This is delightful. I'm like, I'm wow. I'm making more of these. You know, we're honestly, gonna need another bottle. Of yeah. gin. Okay, so here's the one thing I'll say: if you're in Ohio listening to the podcast, Freedom, Freedom. Barrel Age Barrel Rested Gin. Sorry, Freedom Barrel Rested Gin. Go get it now. I there's rumors there's rumors that it's being discontinued or not being offered in ohio anymore so the good news is it's like ten dollars off right now so you can get this for 21 dollars <laughs> in the great state of ohio <laughs> it's on clearance I, yeah i'm with you man i think that uh, when i see this i'm gonna i'm gonna load up because and i don't want to spoil the next couple of episodes i haven't gone there yet but i'm really interested to see how this plays in a martini or other yeah. gin forward drinks right exactly right? a martini or a gin and tonic oh. i don't know I don't know. It's it's really good. It's good. Well, I mean, you know, we love bourbon, so the whole oaky thing is yeah. Is it's an oaky there. take on gin. Yeah. I like it. Sweet. I'm I'm a fan. I'm for I'm for it. I'm for, <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm for it. Okay, so good transition, I guess, to get into the finance topic here, right? Freedom. We're talking oh, about gosh. freedom today, and what does financial freedom look like in your twenties and thirties? I mean, so, we kind of landed on this topic, I mean, from a pro this prospect. Yes. And it was just so refreshing to hear somebody like young in their 30s, right? I mean, in their 30s. Uh, late 30s. Yeah, late yeah. 30s. And they're just like, I can do whatever the heck I want. 
Yeah, yeah and pretty I, cool. It's great. That that's one of the great things about this job, Jason, as a financial advisor. A lot of times, clients are asking permission, right? right? Yeah, can I do sure. this? Yeah, I mean, and do it's think not I, like this guy was like like independently wealthy. No, had a patent or something. Like he's not, doing the right things, right, though. Exactly. He's just this is blocking and tackling in my book. What Absolutely. he's done and. And, uh, you know, this, this is going to play nicely as far as, you know, some things that go along with this topic. There's, there's that fire movement you've, right. you've probably heard of financially independent, retire early. Yep. There is a wave of young folks out there who don't want to go to work because they're told they have to go to work. They don't want to retire in their sixties or seventies because that's what everybody does. Yeah. And I mean, this is where you have the, like, we have our boomer clients come in and they're just like, Oh, kids these days, they don't like to work. And, I, and kids these days are saying like, I'll work really hard for a while. Yeah. And I want to live life for a little while, stay home with my child, mm-hmm. you know, travel, do missionary work. Like there's things that are like really practical about what they're talking about and we're living longer yeah so they don't what they're saying is that i don't want to work for 60 years because we live to 90 now right like right. i don't think i have to do that yeah and it's interesting you know you mentioned this this fire movement and this that's not this podcast is not about fire and whether it's good or bad you know you mentioned wanting to work really hard for a while so you can do sure. other things and kind of the concept behind it you know from everything i see is you work your face off right and you save and invest 50 to 75 percent of your income so that you can be just what we're talking about today financially flexible but let's, and but maybe, let me, let's be more practical with what we're doing here like this is probably more practical what the approach we're talking about here just getting to the point where you're able to make decisions that your peers can't do because they like credit cards a lot. sure <laughs> well and i think to build on that right it, it allows people everybody wants to be able to make decisions that are good for their family good for their their dreams or goals that aren't necessarily financially driven right sure. so i think of a scenario you know i've been telling people for the last few months and this last prospect that i talked to is not the first one it's just become a, a pattern that I, i've noticed here with with a few folks they've worked for 15 or 20 years in an occupation they've gotten to a point where they're financially independent and they're they're going you know what i don't i don't think i want to do this for another 20 years i want to do something else can you take a look with me and tell me am i on the right track right can i afford to do something else right and you know i've told people because of everything that's gone on economically that right now is a great time to improve your job situation it, absolutely it it could be a great time for a career change that's the obvious to me is you want to be flexible from a career standpoint. And I'll talk a little bit about, you know, why I'm here because of some of the flexibility and the things that were a priority. But I'm thinking even more practically than that. What about people who want to start a family and they want to be home for their, their kids during, you know, the, the formative years and maybe right. the school age years. So it, the, the idea being let's be financially independent and then have our kids and then maybe we go back to work and we have a stage two after the fact, but you got to be financially flexible right. to be able to do those things. So and anything else I'm missing, Jason, from a financial freedom, flexibility standpoint, you know, you, you want to be flexible with your job situation, your family life, any, anything else? No, I mean, I think on the career side, you know, you said you want to up, up, potentially have the chance to upgrade. Yeah. It, it may not be an upgrade. It, I mean, upgrade, I think most people think... From a money standpoint. From a money perspective. Yeah. Perspective, but it actually might be just a, you know, a mental upgrade, which is I don't want to be the guy that's responsible for running 
a department. I want to mm-hmm. go and I want to mow lawns or <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to do something totally different. I can take a pay cut. I want to be outside more. So I changed my career path entirely. And I think in your 20s and especially your late 30s, I think you do start to explore that. And in your 20s, the more freedom you have, you know, you can you can move around a little bit. Yeah. I think we see that with folks that are intentional about, you know, some of these things that I think are the right habits moving forward. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I think about this generation and you you mentioned, you know, having the opportunity, the flexibility to do things that, you know, maybe previous generations never really had those opportunities. I just don't think they considered it really. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't societally an it, it wasn't acceptable. <laughs> right. I mean, you went to work whether you liked it or not, and you put in 30 years somewhere that, you know, if you liked your job, great. But if not, you know, that wasn't your your main aim in life. But right. you worked somewhere for 30 years, you got a gold watch, and then you retired and you, you rode off into the sunset. And that's just not the case anymore. It just almost never. I mean, and, you know, I think that that loyalty factor, especially, I mean, we're riddled with mid Midwest values here. So yeah, yeah, good and bad. So sometimes we have to, you know, back away a little bit and decide. And I think that's what people are doing. Is this what I want to do for a while? So retirement's changed a lot since we've been in the business. I've been in this business about a decade and I I know that for, for me, when I started and I would ask folks, Hey, what does retirement look like to you? It was still at 65, I'm going to go golfing or I'm going to go fishing. Right. And that's it, you know, or I might, might tinker in the woodworking shop, whatever. And it, it's evolved over the last 10 years. And now I think people in general are very accepting of the idea that they'll probably keep working in some capacity. Sure. And a lot of these folks who thought I'll golf, or I'll fish, they go, Hey, I can only golf and fish so much. Turns <laughs> out I, I want to be productive. I want to keep my brain sharp. The idea of us working longer it makes sense since we're living longer. But I also think that a lot of folks have decided, hey, if I start working at 20, 22 years old, it's it's not the old, like I'll work 30 years at a job somewhere. I've got 50 years of work in me That's possibly right. or yeah. more. Well, you d- or more actually. Right. And so, you know, the things- so you, do you want to be miserable for 50 years? <laughs> That's most of our life. Right. Exactly. So why? And when, you know, I mean, I could barely rub two brain cells together when I was 20 <laughs> years old. So to make a decision that's going to be a 50-year decision oh, yeah. about a career at that point is crazy. But, you know, the reality is, is a lot of a lot of 20-somethings face being burdened with things like student loans. And- yes, which is unfair because you just said something. Yes. How can you expect, let alone a 20-some-year-old, to make these long-term decisions? Instead, we have 18-year-olds financing student loans, making decisions about what they're going to do forever. And it's not the case. What's the average? It's been a little while since I looked. I probably should have done that for this podcast. (laughs) But the average person changes jobs slash careers every seven years. I got to think that that's less now. It's probably more like five years. Yeah, I would think so. And Uh, especially in like the, you know, the gig economy, you know, people are moving around and, uh, you know, the pandemic, you know, changed, changed things a lot. So yeah, I mean, I just think it's unfair, and I think it's an unfair burden that we put on young folks. And you here's know, debt that you'll be saddled with for your entire life because you thought at 18 years old. And I say entire life because the days of paying off student loans in 10 years for most is gone. Yeah, and that's it, you know again the economics of choosing a college is just yeah you're not picking out a Maserati here. Like it's you got to be smart about this. So I mean, at that point, let's let's start it like. You're 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 
we're going to back up a little bit and say you're 18. You're not picking out a Maserati. (laughs) You're picking out a way for you to get an idea of what you may like in your career path. So, well, let, let's set this e- up. It has economic advantages and disadvantages that you have to consider. So, if you think like going to a community college is just dumb because you want to go party at the you know at the state, or because your friends at the state school might right. look down on you because you went to community college and yeah. everybody gets accepted to community college. Yeah, get over getting the approval of your friends like uh-huh. right now because I'm going to tell you when you're. When you're 30 years old and your wife is pregnant and you want her to stay home with your children and you can't because you have $200,000 in student loans, Mm -hmm. it gets real, real fast. It does. And let's talk a little bit more about that for just a second, right? (laughs) You're talking about, okay, we have to have two incomes. And because of that, then you got to pay for daycare and things like that too. And and you really got to look at, all right, well, how much of this second income is going towards childcare, right? (laughs) Right, So you're really spinning your wheels. In a lot of cases, I, I think that if you've taken nothing out of this so far, it's that financial flexibility and freedom is a great thing. You know, I think everybody would like to be flexible for a great opportunity for a career change or just figuring out what the heck it is that they want to do or stay home and raise a family and, and all these admirable things. So let's talk a little bit about if you're out there listening to this and, and you're 18, 20, 22 years old. Right. And you're wondering, okay, so maybe I'm getting into the workforce. I got my first big boy or big girl job. <laughs> this may or may not be what I do forever, but I want to be flexible. Right. And I would, you know, we can go back and I can draw on experience with this a ton, Jason. <laughs> me too, um, trust me. So what, what kind of things can we do to put ourselves in that position where we can be financially free and flexible in our 20s and 30s? I think like one of the very top, top, items to do is you better set some goals. This is not as much as goals as it is priorities. Mm -hmm. So if you value freedom and you're like, I do not want to be laden with, you know, the burden that a lot of Americans have, you know, you better put into perspective the things that you have to take care of and be an adult about, which is like your student loans. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to put that top of the list, which means I'm going to have to wait to buy a house or I might have to wait a little while to buy that new car. Mm -hmm. But dude, you're 20 years old. Like you get over it. You got a lot of life ahead of you. And you know, to have a Tesla when you're 22 years old (laughs) is real dumb. So, um, again, unless you're independently wealthy, but I think understanding goals slash priorities is probably almost at the top of my list on this one because we get that convoluted so easy yeah. in our society. Well, because society tells us our goals should be something different. You should have a reliable car. That means a car loan. And hey, everybody has a car loan. You need a Wrong. credit card to build credit. So, you know, go out there and use that a little bit. Well, that's a good way to get into credit card debt. And invest in your future always means take on a lot of student loan debt, right? We right. know that the college industry, the, the higher education industry, because that's what it is, right, tells us it's okay. Well, we would never lend you more than than what you could pay back feasibly with that degree that you're going to earn, right? They're liars. <laughs> here's here's the thing that I want to say to you out there if you're in your 20s, 30s. And, and I know that sometimes getting out of the nest is a little bit delayed now. So maybe you're in your 30s and you're getting started. Right. And you don't have student loan debt and you don't have all these things, realize that you start out with financial freedom. Right. Okay. Most of us have sold ourselves into slavery of debt, right? And, and have worked out of it. Very minimum. Right. <laughs> and when you get on the other side of that 
Red Sea, <laughs> you go, come on, Moses. <laughs> you say to yourself, I have financial freedom. The, here's the thing I'll tell you. You'll never want to go back into debt once you're out of debt. So if you're there from the start, save yourself the headache and don't go into debt in the first place. Right. So we talked about, you know, an auto loan. Well, your friends are going to be driving around new cars. Great. In five years, tell me how happy they are still paying on that car that doesn't go anymore. Exactly. And they won't give them anything for and the trade-in. you're trade still in. driving your 95 Civic. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, and the student loans, again, the numbers... I wish I would have had the numbers in front of me. It's something like 70% of college graduates. That's another episode. But 70, the last I looked, and I hope hopefully these were reliable sources, 70% roughly of college graduates are working in a field that is not what their degree is in. Right. Okay, so take that for what it is if you're going to take out loans. To be clear about this, like you're talking, we're two educated guys here. Like we sort of, well, (laughs) we've taken our lumps, but I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like, I mean, we believe in education now, now with that being said, that doesn't mean at all costs. I mean, it was a struggle. I had three jobs sometimes in Mm -hmm. college four at one point. I was working 65 hours. Right. Um, when I was going to school full time, right. I did it. Folks, I don't recommend it. Right. It's not great. And I was married too. Yeah, but it made you <laughs> it made you a better person, I'm sure. Yes, eventually. Now I'm I'm one of those people that have to learn the hard way. And it's like you tell everybody, Is that hey, a learn from my mistakes. Joke right there? Absolutely. It's not a joke, it's the truth. Someone told me I couldn't, so I did it. Yeah, been there before. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, okay, so we touched on avoiding debt. The The credit card trap is a big one. Anybody out there that's telling you you got to build credit, preserve your credit at all costs, I understand that credit is important. Don't fall sure. into the trap and, and compromise your financial freedom for credit card debt so you can build a score, okay? Dave Ramsey has said this in the past, and I agree with a lot of what he says. By the way, if you're in your 20s or your 30s and you haven't heard of Dave Ramsey and you, you don't know his principles... Look him up. I'm not saying that he's right about everything all the time. There are a few things, key things that I disagree a little bit on, but the basic principles are great. They're excellent. If you haven't read or listened, go check it out. It's, right. a, it's a good start. But he, he says all the time, your credit score is just a score for lenders to see how willing you are to get in bed with these folks. That's right. And so, and we do it all. <laughs> people talk about it all the time. It's a, how much it's an I love debt score. Uh, right. The algorithm's designed uh, based on how much debt you have. Yeah. Not your like propensity to be able to pay it off. I mean, it's, we, I mean, we manage folks wealth here. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. And I certainly have clients that are like, I can't get a cell phone because I have a zero credit score because I haven't used credit in 20 years. I know. What a crazy problem to have. But would you trade financial freedom for it? No way. Freedom! So so are there, there and and this is a, gosh, this could be another episode, but are there responsible ways to build credit and and not go into debt technically to do it? Sure. When you're starting out, mm, a credit card's a tricky way to do that. Be careful. Most people get caught up in, in the credit card trap. Right. We talked about auto loans and student loans a little bit. Let's let's go back to even some of the basics. You hit establishing goals, and that's big. Not just establishing goals or priorities, as you put it, but I think revisiting them often. Right. Goals change. Life changes. 
if you're not revisiting your plan, I mean, that's what our business is built on is the plan changes all the time. Life punches you in the mouth. Things change. <laughs> you got to make adjustments. That's why we get together with folks on a regular basis. Yeah, you might basement. get your first job and it might be like layoff time. Right. Or, I mean, that happened just in our town here. I mean, 400 people just all of the time. Of all times now, right. 500 people being laid off. Right. Who would have thunk, right. right? And so, you know, you just have to be able to come back, revisit, take some deep breaths, Drink some uh, barrel or barrel yeah. rusted gin. <laughs> it's old fashioned. Clear your head with yeah. a barrel rusted gin, old fashioned. <laughs> but listen um, to some good podcasts. Read but, some good books. Right. Seek some advice. Um, Learn about budgeting. Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> I like I, budgeting is like <laughs> a little bit to me, but it's more of a spending plan. You better tell those dollars where the heck they're going. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, they'll go where they want. Well, and for the first time in your probably your adult life, you're like, holy crap, somebody trusts me with like $1,000 extra every month. They're yeah. dumb. I'm going to buy so many Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> or CDs. Yeah. Oh, right? N- you know how much money records, I spent on records, CDs? Record. Yeah. No Who listens to CDs? I had so many <laughs> CDs. I did too. I had... Books and books and books. They're good targets for clay shooting. Um, I threw them away, and it took me like 20 years to do that. Somebody stole a bunch of mine, and you know what? I thought, oh, Thank this you. is kind of convenient. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so budgeting is very important. There, We have a budgeting episode way back. I think that that's a good one sure. to go back and listen to if you haven't. I'm going to just recommend Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover book right now. That's a great place to start. Yep. You know, there's something we haven't totally touched on, and you and I both... We got married early. Yeah. We grew up fast. We did. You know, I mean, in some ways I still haven't grown up and probably will never grow up, but we chose to grow up kind of fast and we got did. married at, I was married at 20. I think you were I too. I was too. Yep. How important, I was Jason, a wee little boy. <laughs> how important is it to stay on, to be on the same page as your spouse slash significant other as far as all of this goes? Well, I will tell you in my experience, budgeting in our early days was pretty dang easy because we were broke. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, please, God, I, budgeting was <laughs> Your, budge- what, your was budgeting like a was a prayer. <laughs> so, oh, dear Lord, please help us to uh, have a dollar in the bank at the end of the month. Sweet Jesus, please <laughs> help me collect enough cans to now pay that, for the electric bill. <laughs> that's an exercise in faith, isn't it? It is. And I mean... I don't regret it one bit because it did cause a bunch of communication early on. You had to be on the same page. We had to be right? because if I went and bought a cup of coffee at Speedway on the way to college, <laughs> yeah. I was going to be in a situation. There were there were consequences of that coffee. I, uh, <laughs> I think it was the budgeting episode, which we recorded a long time ago. But I talked about how it, it does make some things a little bit easier. Like sure. you said, if you don't have two pennies to rub together, the idea of people, husband and wife, having separate bank accounts, separate finances, I go, well, our solution to that was we didn't have enough for two bank accounts. <laughs> so we had how to learn early on. One dollar and two here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we, we couldn't afford two bank accounts. <laughs> so we, we had to be those things away. Right. <laughs> And yeah. we already had a toaster. So. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, budgeting does not need to be complicated. Okay. So, but out of all the things we've talked about and the advice we've given, you know, it doesn't, don't overcomplicate this by going out and having five apps and trying to connect your <laughs> bank accounts. And yeah. if you can't, if you've not budgeted at all up to this point, start with a yellow pad. Okay, like some of my best financial plans have been done on a yellow pad, Jason. Ex- exactly, and I think when the the practical side of that is, 
it's communication. It's not automation. Yeah. Okay. So just keep that in mind. I, I think that we sometimes, especially, you know, if you're a tech geek, it's, this isn't a competition on how many apps you can have on your phone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stick to social media and do your budget on, on uh, yellow pad to start with. Now, eventually you might get to the point that you want to track things better, but for the engineers out there, there's stuff that you can, you can download. For oh, that. we can just make Excel <laughs> do some crazy stuff for your, for your enjoyment. I think the key there is accountability and marriage for sure. But what about when you're dating? Jason, I feel like this should be part of the dating process. <laughs> you're, you're, you're interviewing someone to be your lifelong partner. What breaks up most marriages? It's finances. It can be financial infidelity. In your 20s and 30s, when you're figuring that out, being open with that spouse, significant other, fiance, or whoever it is you're interviewing for that position. <laughs> How important is this? It's super important. And that's that's one place you don't want to be unequally yoked. Hey, I mean, at this point, ladies, listen up. If your boyfriend is not on the same page with money, you're not, I repeat, you're not going to change him, okay? You must, must, must talk about this. And it's just a sure way every divorce I've been involved in. Not yours personally. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah, You've been involved I don't know. in zero of those, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe, my, maybe my wife <laughs> needs to be on an episode. <laughs> no, I mean, every, every conversation I've had that results in a divorce is budgeting infidelity, money infidelity, and ends up being, you know, alcoholism, you know, I'm drinking more, another infidelity. It's just not worth the risk. Sit down with a counselor. I mean, what pastor do you should do some marriage counseling up front. And it's, it's the same. I always say that you should have to take a personal finance class in in high school. Some of the classes that you're required to take some of that now and and they are, that's great. But I also think that should be some of marriage counseling finances is what breaks up most marriages. So you need to be on the same page. And if you're dating, remember you're interviewing that person for a long-term position and uh, you got to be on the same page. Jason, a couple of things before we wrap it up. I want to talk about financial flexibility and freedom personally, right? From, from my standpoint, sure. I, will, I will say this. There have been times in my career where opportunities have come up. And I feel fortunate that I've been able to take those opportunities, Blue Jay Financial Group being one of them. Absolutely. I could have never left the position that I was in if I owed everybody all over town, right? Absolutely. Every time that I've made a career change or a job move, I've taken less money. Wow. On purpose. We should talk about that. To be in a better position yep. long-term mentally. And you know what's funny about that, Jason, is the money always works itself out. It does. I've always ended up better off in a short amount of time. Folks, you don't want to miss out on these great opportunities because you have an extra car payment or boat payment that you really can't afford to leave right. and, and pursue happiness in your career. Look, I'm but it, saying, but it was a zero percent credit card. <laughs> I needed that Value City furniture. But that's the, you know, it, think about what you're willing to trade your financial freedom for sure. when you go into debt and you you put yourself in these positions. Because at the end of the day, my father-in-law was a great example of somebody who went to work at a place that he didn't really care for. Sure, and I respect the heck out of him because he'd say it's work. It feeds my family. It takes care of me. It's not who I am. For someone to do that for 30 some plus years yeah, and then retirement, let me tell you, someone who enjoys retirement is that guy right there. <laughs> he earned it. You know what? That's admirable. You can do that too. But if you have the opportunity right. to do something that you like 
and, and you're open to the option for a great opportunity to get in on the ground floor of something, and you don't want that to be a money decision, right? Not even a little bit. So maintaining your financial flexibility and freedom is paramount in this situation. Folks, that's where I'll leave it is think about what you're willing to sacrifice your financial freedom for. Is it a boat? That's silly. Is it a Tesla? That's silly. Come on. Your, your flexibility, (laughs) your flexibility is everything. And that's what I said to this, the the prospect that I met with uh, earlier in the week, we had this conversation. I go, man, you have financial flexibility. You've worked your tail off to get there. Don't ever give that up for anything. That's right. You're a dangerous guy. (laughs) You can go do anything you want to do now. That's right. Yeah. It's awesome. Man, preach it. I love man, this. Good this job, is a man. Good job, man. episode. I almost teared up a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll cry when we're done. Okay. We'll hug <laughs> it out. <laughs> Thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance podcast, be sure to email us at speakeasy at oldfashionedfinance.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with all of the latest action by following us on Facebook and Instagram. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Yeah. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC, Blue Jay, is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by Blue Jay in the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written content on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay, unless otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.